Hi, my name is Amber Aga and I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. Um, these podcasts are really my chance to share what I have learnt um, along my journey, both as a fellow seeker of healing and empowerment um, and then as a healer and teacher. Um, I'd like to look at ritual today. Um, it's something that comes up quite a lot in shamanic healings. Uh, it, often there will be a ritual to perform before a healing and most definitely um, there will be a ritual to perform after the healing to integrate the healing and fully ground it, um, to honour it and to allow it to continue to evolve in our lives. So it's very much a potent part of shamanic healing. But it can also be a part of our everyday healing and I will certainly use some rituals that may come through or that I've used in the past in Reiki healing sessions um, and also in my own life. Ritual is a sacred act and for me it very much embodies um, the grounding of our desires or our healing on the physical plane. Because ritual is something that we will do physically, i.e. it's something we do with our bodies, um, it, it, it very much ends up being that bridge between the, the energetic realm, the spiritual realm, um, and the physical, between the healing and the physical. And it's really important that we do that. Um, sometimes there's a tendency to spend all our time in meditation or in spiritual practice or doing things that get us out of our body because we're told that if we're two in our body, we're two of the material world, we're two in our ego, um, and we need to transcend our bodies, we need to transcend the ego. Now there is a level of um, validity in that. It's important that we don't get mired in this illusion which is the physical world because it exists on many levels. And, uh, you know, we can see that on some level if we're far too obsessed with the physical or possessions or money, then we lose sight of sometimes the bigger picture, the bigger spiritual picture and the bigger sense of community and interconnectedness. So it is important that we have those moments where we transcend the physical um, and whether that involves pushing ourselves physically to the point where we are able to transcend discomfort or even pain or whether it means that we sit in lengthy meditations or we do things that get us out of our minds and and almost out of our bodies and anything that gets us into a trance state um will do that and i'm really not talking about any kind of um drug taking here or even teacher plants it's something that um that that's what that, that that this this podcast isn't about, and it's certainly not something I will be talking about because I think transcending the physical through the taking of a chemical or the taking of a teacher plant is something um, that is uh, very much a calling, especially the teacher plants, and certainly anything that is a chemical that's taking us out of our bodies um, is most of the time unhealthy. But if we're taking ourselves out of our bodies, say through um, a deep trance state involving, say, the use of dance or music um, or meditation or song, then we are transcending the physical in some way and so deepening our connection to, um, to the great mystery, to spirit. Um, and that can happen through drumming, through singing, through chanting. It can also happen through doing something 
that is so physical that we almost transcend it. And and if there's any any of you out there who have a regular yoga practice, I'm sure you'll find that there are times when the movement just flows and it's and it's almost as if um, we are separate from what our body is doing and yet completely connected to what our body is doing. It's the same if you go running for long distances. There'll come a point where you're not feeling necessarily the ground beneath your feet or the discomfort perhaps or the sweat running down your back. You're you're transcending that physical emerging. It's called emerging. So often when we do these things that take us out of our physical body, we are merging with spirit or we are merging with an element. Um but I digress because that's that's a different topic. Um, but yes, it is important that we have those moments. Equally, it is important that we have those moments in our life where we are very much in the physical realm, where we very much ground ourselves. And so ritual allows us to do that. Um, now, often ritual will involve us doing something that in, uh, is about some level of preparation or some level of, of um, discomfort. You know, it's very rare that a ritual will be um, pop down to Tesco's and buy some milk. Uh, well, it might involve buying some milk, but it's not going to be that simple. It's going to be something that we need to put thought into. And, and so the best way to approach any kind of ritual is to see it as a sacred act. Rituals can be lengthy, they can involve pilgrimages, um, they often involve creating something, um, or they can be very simple. Uh, certainly in shamanic healing, it's imperative that the rituals are honoured. Um, and I think in, in in everyday life, it's important that we bring a sense of ritual into our lives, a sense of the sacred. Um, and we infuse what we do physically with that sense of the sacred. So how can ritual help us with our healing? Well, if there is something that we're working on healing, and we're working on healing it energetically, and uh, we wish to ground that healing and really, um, once we've grounded it, in a sense, let go of the expectation around it, then ritual can be really useful. So sometimes if we're working on a particular issue, like we want to surrender um, an aspect of the past, or we wish to bring something into our lives, and we're working on that energetically through meditation, through healing sessions, through visualizations perhaps, um, then what a ritual can do is very much ground that in the physical world and allow us to let go of the expectation around how that shall manifest. That's what a ritual does. Because once we've done the ritual, we say, I have done everything I can do in the physical world now to bring, to bring this into my life. In a ritualistic sense, I now surrender it to a power greater than me. Now that doesn't work. Um, that isn't a kind of... Uh, a cop-out, you know, say we want to bring a new relationship into our lives. So we're doing the work energetically, we're working on clearing any blocks we may have to intimacy, to being in our hearts, to love. Um, we may be going for a healing, we may be doing meditations, um, we may be doing some dream work or some visioning. And then we have a ritual that's been passed down to us and it might be that we create something, um, we might be making something with our hands or painting, um, pottery, writing, 
Um, we might go out in nature and and bury this thing that we've created, or we might release it to the elements in some way. So it is transmuted, it's given to the spirits, it's set free. And then we know that we have planted the seeds for what we wish to bring into our lives, and we have we have taken part in a ritual that is embodying all the work that we're doing energetically. So the question is, is that it? You know, do we do the energetic work, do the ritual, and then go back to never leaving our comfort zone, meeting new people, um, taking care of ourselves, doing the day-to-day work that is involved in bringing something new into our lives? Well, of course not. So ritual honors the healing, but what it also does is it gives us a bit of a kick start because now every time that we feel, oh, I don't know if I can do this or I'm a bit lost or is it ever really going to happen, we go back to that ritual. So say we did do something, um, for example, there are rituals that you can do where you uh, would write a letter to spirit, you'd write a letter to um the universe really requesting what it is you want to bring into your life and then in a ritualistic sense this letter would be left out in nature and it's a very um uh it's a very studied ritual so it's not something that i would share uh in a podcast it's something that i share one-to-one with clients but on its kind of um briefest sense that's how the ritual works so so say we do that and you do the ritual that doesn't mean that that we then go back to um, locking ourselves away in our homes and never meeting anyone, because how is that relationship to find you? So uh, if we were to then hit points in our life where we're doing the work, we're going out, we're taking better care of ourselves or whatever, and we get to a point where we feel this really isn't working, I don't know even if if my my petitions have been heard by spirit, um, uh, you know, am I... Am I, have I got this futile desire to bring something into my life? We remember that ritual. Oh no, but I remember I did that ritual. And, and as all things in nature, as all things elemental, it will come into fruition in its own time. So there's something very powerful about a ritual. It, it ties us very directly into spirit. It ties us very directly into the spirit realm and, and really grounds our desires. Um, Anything can be ritualistic, uh, and I think it's important to bring some of that sacred into our everyday life. So, you know, a bath taken once a week can be a ritualistic bath. You could create a bath that was a cleansing bath. Um, you know, inf- you could infuse it with with whatever calls to you: rose petals, frankincense oil, lavender oil, sage. I mean, anything. And, and say, this is a bath that is going to cleanse me energetically. Salt is a great cleanser. And that could be your ritual once a week. Um, if you're the kind of person that picks up on other people's energies or, um, or you know, you have a very stressful, say, day-to-day life, once a week you have a cleansing ritual. Um, you could uh, have a ritual which is about infusing you with power and again, because anything can be sacred, you may decide that this ritual involves baking um, a loaf of bread once a week. But when you bake it, you fill it full of ingredients that are going to fill you full of power. So you make sure that you get the finest ingredients. And as you are baking, you you fill um, you fill these ingredients with your love and your prayers and your desires for what you wish to bring into your life. That's ritualistic in itself and really beautiful. 
Um, taking a walk out in nature can be a ritual if you decide that that, that today's walk in in nature is going to help you um, connect to your spirit guides perhaps or you're going to go out in nature and this ritual is going to involve you connecting with a tree today and that is your ritual for the day you will go you will connect to your tree you will perhaps leave some offerings there like flowers or um, uh, tobacco traditionally um, give your thanks to to the elements around you and then come away and come back into your life so anything can be ritualistic but it needs to be infused with the sacred by the sacred I mean our connection to spirit by spirit I mean the great unseen the great mystery that energy that is all around us that which we see as source energy and that's an interesting point which I'm going to bring in here, although I will talk in detail about later, is the term spirit. Because it is involved in ritual, you know, ritual is about being that bridge between heaven and earth. When uh, healers, I can't speak for all healers, but I know that, you know, shamanically when we speak about spirit, um, we mean, well I mean, I'm going to talk about myself here, when I speak about spirit... I mean the great mystery, the great unseen, the divine, mother, father, God, um, heaven and earth. And and again, I mean, this ties in with ritual is that we have this idea that, that, that the divine, that what has been labeled God, but is actually the great unseen, the great mystery, is up above, is heaven. And what we have below us, the earth, is something that we just walk on. It's just it's it's something that's just here, but it doesn't have any reverence to it. But it does, and truly connecting to spirit, truly connecting to the great mystery, the great unseen, is about connecting to Mother, Father, God, the above and the below. Um, that's heaven and earth. Now, words are never really going to be adequate to describe what the great mystery is, and that's why I think. Phrases like the great unseen or the great mystery have such a power behind them because what we're connecting to is that which is indefinable. It doesn't require you to um, to say uh, a certain number of prayers. It doesn't require you to go to a certain building or dress a certain way or cut your hair or not cut your hair. It doesn't require you to do anything other than connect through your heart other than connect to everything and everyone through your heart. So the great mystery, the great unseen spirit works through a sunset or a sunrise, is in the wind, in the trees, is in birdsong, is in the land that we walk upon, is in the love that we feel in our hearts, is in the miracle that is new life, that is birthed every day. That is the great mystery that is the great unseen. So when we talk about, when I talk about connecting to spirit, that's what I mean. Now sometimes people wonder, does that mean spirits, plural, as in those entities that may be out there, some are helpful, some are not. And that's a completely different topic to look at. But no, it does not. The great, the great spirit is not about entities that might be out there. The great spirit is the great unseen, the great unknown, which religions have termed God, but which, which spiritualists will call the universe, the cosmos, the unknown, source energy. Um, 
Ritual is about making everything that we do sacred through connecting with that great unseen, through our prayers. So when I say prayers, I don't mean that there is any fixed way in which you do that. A prayer is a conversation with the great unseen, the great mystery, and how you choose to do that is up to you. I know people who will introduce themselves to spirit and say, hello, it's so-and-so. Um, I've never felt I needed to do that because I, f I feel that spirit is watching us all the time and knows who I am. Um, but it's it's your conversation, right? So I, I include that example because I think it's really endearing. That's that's how some people choose to connect. Now, you might have another way. You might start your prayers with great spirit or dear universe or hello, cosmos, it's me. I don't know. It's going to be how it works for you and experiment and try Um but ultimately, that's what I mean by spirit. And I think it's important to get clear on that here because then it doesn't make it so mysterious what a ritual is. A ritual is about making something sacred that you do in the physical world by connecting to a sacred power. And that sacred power is whatever you believe it to be. And there is no right or wrong here. Um... And it's how you feel it move through you and move through your life. So I would urge anyone who wishes to bring some of the sacred into their lives to start with simple rituals, like the ones I've mentioned, a bath maybe once a week that is a sacred cleansing bath, or food infused with with the energy of empowerment or love or... Um, or a blessing, or what, whatever it is that feels right for you. Um, and in terms of specific rituals, um, you know, these often will come through, especially how I found in shamanic healings, and they will be specifically tailored to that person. But there are some general rituals that can be done around letting go and surrender and manifestation and so those are rituals that I often share with clients but perhaps in time I'll be able to share some of these on the podcasts as well um, but for now I just wanted to give a really brief explanation on ritual and also on the term spirit and how ritual can be such an enriching part of our lives um, it's also important just to understand what ritual is it can have so many different connotations, but if we see it as very much um, us sealing the energetic work with a physical act, then we start to see it as, as something that is empowering and something that is for our highest good. So I hope that that has helped to just um, explain a little bit about ritual, but if you want to have a look on the website, you can it's www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's www.sacredspacehealing.org. There'll be some guided meditations on there. And there's also um, a little Amber's Words section, which will have, um, I think I've shared a couple of rituals on there that you can have a look at. Uh, so until the next time, so be it. So it is. <laughs>